Hello, beautiful people. It's me, Joey B, with the Plant Passion Podcast. How are you guys? It's been a little while since I was on the show last. This was a pretty crazy summer for me. I basically was out working every single day, uh, trying to make some money for the school year, and really excited to get back and uh, to be talking to you guys again. So, for today, I was planning to talk to you all about my garden from this past summer. I planted a lot of new plants that I had never tried before, and I thought it would be cool to talk about some of those, as well as some of the ones that I have planted in the past, and kind of let you know how everything went. So, for starters, some of the herbs that I went ahead and planted in my garden this year included a variety of basil called dark opal basil. This is a really fantastic variety that smells really, really good and also has some really cool variegated purpley leaves that have some green to them as well. And it's a super delicious one uh, that grows really, really well. I also did sweet basil, um, which everybody pretty much knows. That's kind of like your generic basil that you'd buy at the store. Um, I also did some plain and some Italian parsley, which both did really well. I really like parsley a lot. It's a really fun plant to grow. And uh, one of my friends actually has guinea pigs, and I will give them the extra parsley that I don't end up using. Um, and they love that. So, uh, you know, you got to find the composters wherever you can. Another variety of plant that I tried for more for the flower um, was Asclepius. Uh, for those of you who don't know, that's actually butterfly weed, which is a really important, super well and easy to grow plant that uh, the monarch butterflies are very dependent on. Actually, it's the only plant that the monarch caterpillars can eat and um, the butterflies can lay their eggs on. So I have two varieties of that that I planted this year. Um, The first is Asclepius incarnata, which is the swamp milkweed. And I also did plant the Asclepius tuberosa, Um, which is the orange milkweed that has those little tiny clusters of flowers. Um, They're super pretty, both of them. The Incarnata has purple flowers um, instead of the orange. Uh, Another plant that I tried for the first time this year was actually some different varieties of poppy. Um, I tried a California variety, a red California variety, and an Iceland poppy. All of those did really, really well, actually. Um, I was a little bit afraid that I wasn't going to get any flowers from them uh, about a week or two ago, and it turns out that they just are really late bloomers, and they all started blooming, um, all the buds came up, and it looks fantastic. They did really well. Uh, I really like those orange um, poppies. They are super, super pretty. Another plant that I tried that is maybe considered a vegetable, uh, just because you can eat it, is Love Lies Bleeding Amaranth. 
This is a super interesting plant and I'm so happy that I tried it out this year because it has the most purple stem I've ever seen. Um, so you have a purple stem that comes up with some really lime green leaves and these gorgeous flower clusters that are purple and they droop down and it's so it's such a cool plant. Uh, you can eat the leaves at any point. Um, people will use it as like a salad substitute. Uh, it, they're actually pretty good. This first season, since I was still kind of getting used to it, I didn't actually try to eat it all that much. But it it seems I did have a few leaves, and they were really really good. So. I would definitely recommend that one, and it's a plant that I've never really heard of, uh, a lot of people growing, so I definitely would recommend checking that one out. Yeah, again, that was Love Lies Bleeding Amaranths. Um, another really awesome plant that I was able to get in and grow this season, two of them actually, was the Lupins. Uh, I planted a pink Russell hybrid mix as well as the foxgloves. I planted a uh, purple flowering foxglove which was really cool. Those are super awesome perennial plants that just they're one of the most unique interesting plants you've ever seen and the pollinators seem to love it. Uh, you'll hear bees fly into the little flowers and just start buzzing because they are just so happy to be there. I was able to get a few little watermelons so far. Uh, that is the all-sweet watermelon variety that I tried this season. It's a smaller watermelon variety so the melons won't get as large but it has done fantastically it's covered literally the whole entire bed growing out onto the outer edges and the rocks and everything that we have around the bed itself and it's been super surprising i haven't had one that's been ripe enough to eat yet but it, they're getting there so i will make sure to update you guys about that at some point in the future Another amazing variety that I tried out for the first time this season was a variety called Double Sweet Red Corn. Double Red Sweet Corn, actually. And it is one of the most striking corn varieties that I have yet to see. Uh, the stalks themselves actually grow, and they're so red and when the uh, ears start to push out you'll notice it's just covered in this purpley red super deep colored sheath uh, around the actual ear of corn itself and when it becomes ripe the outer edges and the little fluff that comes from the end of the corn will actually peel back and you can just see all the little kernels uh, all purple and really surprising. I was very, very pleased with that variety. Um, I did plant a few milk thistle seeds as well, and surprisingly, it actually turned out to be quite an awesome plant. It's probably two and a half, three feet tall now, super spiky, and the leaves, if you crack them, they just like flow with that um, 
milk, milky substance that comes out of the leaves. They are surprisingly sharp, the little spikes that they have, but it definitely is an eye catcher. Um, it's super pretty plant, and I'm really happy that I actually gave that a try. Some of the ones that I had trouble with this summer were stevia. Unfortunately, I don't know what I do wrong, but I've tried to grow this honeyleaf stevia for quite some time now, and I have honestly never had any luck. Uh, I get the seeds going, they all start, and then they all die. So I'm going to have to try to figure that one out for next year, but yeah, I, I wasn't able to get too many of those going. I did try to do a cantaloupe, a variety called Hearts of Gold, and that one, I didn't really get a great yield off of that, and the plant uh, looks pretty bad now, uh, so I am not too hopeful, but you never know. Another one that I did have a lot of success with is the mammoth sunflower from fairy morse those seeds are wonderful they're super easy i really like seeds that are big and uh you know easy to see and you can tell how many you're planting into each little space for them uh so sunflowers are really great for that but i have i always do a bed of just sunflowers um so i have that mammoth variety that uh, I mean, it's probably well above six feet tall now and still flowering. It started almost a month ago, maybe a little little bit longer than that, and it's been blooming ever since. Uh, they're so pretty. The whole entire bed is gorgeous, and I also planted a variety called teddy bear sunflowers, which are really unique. I've never seen a sunflower that sort of looks the way that the, that these do, but it's instead of the typical sunflower with the black inside the petals, it's actually just kind of this fluffy, fuzzy um, sort of inner part to the sunflower itself, and it also has some petals on the outer leaves. Um, I would compare it to almost the same sort of look as like a carnation or something like that but it's it's a little different it's hard to explain obviously but i'll make sure i put up some pictures of it um with this episode as well that was the teddy bear sunflower variety those were really cool we got those seeds down in florida um and uh, they've done super well i also did try the japonica striped corn which I was super excited about when I first found out about it, just because of how absolutely gorgeous the leaves are. Um, and I did get a lot of variegation, a lot of color. Um, they were really, really surprising. And I was really impressed with how easily they were working. So I, um, but that's not a variety of corn that you actually eat the ears from you would use it to make flour or you just use it for decoration um, just because it's a super cool variegated corn variety as always i did a bed of tomatoes and a bed of peppers um, i get all my tomatoes from the person who lives behind the house um our next be next door neighbors basically uh the lady always starts a ton of tomato seeds, so I know that's one that I never have to worry about getting seeds from. Uh, we did a ton of varieties, 
tons of different colors. We had some yellow, we had some pear-shaped, we had some cherry tomatoes, some big beef tomatoes, and some black tomatoes. Uh, it was, it's amazing. We had so many different ones and I did do a heavy prune on the tomato bed this year because last year we ended up having just a massive amount of tomatoes. So I tried to prevent that again this year and get better quality over less quantity, but I am... <laughs> I still, some reason, we still had more than we needed. Um, so we've been trying to figure out new ways to use those tomatoes. And same thing with the peppers. Uh, I did mostly um, jalapeno peppers and um, some other chilies as well. And they did phenomenally. I'm so happy with how all those went. Um, they are absolutely delicious. My mom actually makes jalapeno poppers with them, and uh, they are very good. She was telling me that they are so hot when she's making the jalapeno poppers that it's actually, like, burns her hand a little bit, so she has to wear gloves. Uh, so I thought that was interesting. But, um, yeah, so th those did really, really well. Um, tomatoes and peppers, I absolutely love them they're so easy to grow it's something that always you know and, and there's nothing better than a ripe freshly picked tomato that you get from your own garden that you grew yourself um there you just can't beat it you don't get that when you go to the store the flavor's not as good so it's definitely something i recommend everybody do even if you just have one plant you know you probably get enough to at least make a few dishes or a meal out of um but the what I was saying before the something new that I did this year was actually install an irrigation system into all of my raised beds, and that was a complete game changer. Because normally throughout the summer, you know, I am working um, at the garden center, so I'm out watering all day, um, you know, going out planting trees for people and stuff like that, and. I don't necessarily want to go home and water every single night when I get home. So having the irrigation system run it every single morning for like two or three hours from like six to eight or six to nine in the morning and give the plants all the water they need. It's a drip irrigation system, so it's a really small amount of water over a long period of time. It saturate the whole entire bed. Um, I have like four or five lines going between rows of all of the raised beds and it's all connected to a water spout and it's all ran through a solar powered automated watering device that will, you know, send the water out when it's time and close it up so the water stops whenever it's been long enough. You can run that thing multiple cycles. If it rains, it will... the sensor will actually detect that and not water for the day so you don't have too much water um and yeah it's it was it was a complete game changer i did not have to do really any maintenance on my beds um obviously we did have a good amount of weeds growing uh just because the beds were so saturated and um you know the any any seed that landed in those beds basically would germinate. So we had a we did have quite a few weeds, but it 
you know, in the end, that's a good problem to have. That means that you, you know, you're getting a lot of good water and, um, that the conditions are really well. So I think I'm going to have to work out a plan for trying to prevent weeds for next summer, but, uh, I am planning on uh, taking down at least two of the beds and restarting them as a fall garden, uh, planting some onions and uh, maybe a couple more broccoli varieties um, and uh, maybe some other stuff too, some herbs. I'm not 100% sure just yet, but uh, yeah, that's pretty much the rundown on the garden for this summer. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed listening and uh Really appreciate anybody listening and taking the time to uh, listen and talk about some plants with me. Um, Gardening is such a great thing. Uh, I think everybody should do it in one way or another, even if you just have little pots outside or um, if you do want to make some raised beds. They're not really too hard to make at all, and uh, the benefits are just so many. So I definitely would recommend everybody to garden, give it a try, um, and uh, you'll you'll not regret it at all. I think that's just about it from me. If you like the podcast, make sure that you share it with some of your friends, and go ahead and leave some comments about stuff that you guys tried to grow. Um, let me know if you have some pictures or some really cool plants that I should try out for next season. Um, I always love hearing from you guys. So, um, yeah, thanks so much and uh, we'll see you next time.